0: Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialists. They give us Scotty and Goss Tuesday to Friday. Jared Waitley in for Mark Duffield after 8 o'clock today. We wish Duff all the very best. Let's go around the country and go to Adelaide. Sen as Kimbo and Rooch in Michelangelo Rooch. joins us right now. Pressure goes on Port Adelaide. Rooch, good morning.
1: Good morning. Yeah, they've got quite a challenge ahead of themselves this week. It wasn't quite the start that they would have wanted at the Gabba, but not too many people do well at the Gabba at the moment.
0: No, very much so. Uh, what lessons do you think they from of their defeat of the Lions?
1: Well, there's a long list. One is if you have set shots for goal, make sure you nail them. If you've got midfield clearance superiority, make sure you turn it into something inside forward 50. If you're uh, defending, make sure you are defending. Uh, they've, got, they've got a heap to learn from that game, and the biggest issue they've really got is what sort of team they can put on the park this week. So if we go through the list, um, Charlie Dixon's not sure he can play this week, and his famous line last night was, well, if he plays this week, he's not sure he'll then be able to play the week after. Unfortunately, the board, there is no week after if they don't get through the Giants at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. Todd Marshall certainly shouldn't be playing that that hip and that groin is now just making him incapable of kicking accurately mm. or even kicking with depth. So we, we saw that was just cruel to watch what we saw on Saturday night. So I think they've got to park him. The interesting one is Jeremy Finlayson, and he's really out of form, but you know, he'll probably hold his place and he's got to snap out of it. Uh, Trent McKenzie had scans on an ankle last night. There is some hope he'll play, but... We'll see what the scans say today. Dylan Williams certainly won't, the fellow defender who did the hamstring. Uh, they've got some big issues that they've got to sort out in selection. So it'll just be interesting you know, just how they, they patch it all up and get to Adelaide Oval, get some energy from their fans, deal with the Giants as they did a, a month ago. And, yeah, well, then your point, Tim, about what happens to them on the MCG against Collingwood would be very, very interesting a week after.
2: Well, you've got to be in good nick, Roach, to, to win a flag. And that, exactly. that is obviously not the case at, at Port Adelaide now. But you know what's going to happen. If they go out in straight sets uh, after re-signing the coach, uh, what's the mood around the place on the back of that? Will that be taken into any sort of consideration, which it probably should be, um, or will it just be uh, lynching in the car park?
1: Funny how um, no longer anyone says Josh Carr's coaching the team, isn't it? Hmm. It's now back to Ken again. Yeah. Anyway, look, yeah, <laughs> when the they straight... go well, it's
2: the assistants. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Josh Carr. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the, the straight sets issue would be, it would be challenging on on David Kosh and his board, who would then be, you know, he'll be pointed out by the the Ken Inkley haters that they should have waited until the final series ended. Now, if you really look at it. From a non-emotional point, which the haters don't have, they're, they're completely filled with emotion, is if you looked at what happened on Saturday night, is that an issue of Ken Inglis, or is that an issue again that you look at that Port Adelaide squad, it's got some holes in it, and... If you want to talk about motivation, about who motivates, if, if those players aren't self-motivating to find a way to have the energy to start a qualifying final against Brisbane or a preliminary final against the Western Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval, I'm not sure you can always put that on the coach.
2: They were an out-coach. They were our, our played on the, on the park. That's as simple as that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah head, Scott. And that's been the issue for Port for many, many, many times. Now, you know, they've got a lot of work to do in the trade period to find a key defender because that's just exposing them often. Um, the ruck issue now is really interesting. My fear that, that Sydney was always going to make a big play for Brady Grundy and cut Port Adelaide out again was was a real fear that's now become a reality. So it'll be interesting what happens afterwards. But yeah, the focus will be on Ken and I don't think that's where the answers are for Port Adelaide. For those fans who are looking for something better.
0: Good on you, Roach. Always appreciate your time. We'll hopefully be chatting next week if Port Adelaide do advance. The run home with Kimbo and Roach on SENSA. You can, uh, if you don't hear it, you can catch it up on the podcast on the
2: app. We just certainly need to talk if they don't progress as well. Don't worry. I'll be ringing him first thing. <laughs> Jeff Smith <laughs> yeah. at Fox
0: Sports Sydney. Hey, uh, Smithy. Stephen Cornelio, a name that we love over here in WA, was a surprise withdrawal. Got a ball in the eye.
2: Oh, that's
3: like What's it. the latest He Looked okay post-game. Yeah, g'day boys. Uh, word out of the club yesterday is that uh, he's in pretty good nick. Um, it was a bit of blurred vision, so not concussion, I don't believe, but just um, a few just, um, yeah, a bit of a fallout from that ball. The ball hit him on Thursday at training, and then um, just morning of the game, just had a bit of blurred vision. So that's all come good from what I understand, and he should be good to go uh, Saturday night, which is a huge, huge run for him. He's been in such good form this year, and just um, another cog to throw in the mix.
2: No, oh, you go really close to their best and fairest, I think. But oh, cog! He says uh, another cog. Yeah, no, that's so what I he did. I refused. Yeah. I, refused yeah. I refused to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I refused to acknowledge Put it. But on your but captain, anyway. obvious. I had some blurred vision on Friday <laughs> night as well, but that can happen to anyone. Uh, you caught up with uh, you caught up with another one of our uh, our favourites over here in Sam Taylor and uh, and Finn uh, Callahan yesterday, mate. that would be yeah, they'd be in uh, buoyant spirits.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sam Taylor he's um he's a great character. He, he wears his heart in his sleeve. He's an emotional sort of a guy, and he said he was the most relieved man in town uh, when he got through that game. He said he was worried about his hammy all match, but um, you wouldn't have known. I mean, he was he was pretty outstanding again. So he's pulled up really well. He'll be good to go, um, which is great news for them. And then Finn Callahan's a great story, boys. In his second year at the club, a pretty high draft pick. Um, the end of uh, the, sorry for last season. Um, he's carrying this foot injury. I wasn't um, fully across it, but he had this surgery at the end of last year to remove a bone at the bottom of his right foot. So he's had to sort of adjust the way he runs a bit, and he's still carrying a fair bit of foot pain, um, which they just sort of hope will slowly go away. But he's, um, he's pushing through pretty well, boys. He's bothered his game on the bond it uh, was sort of his favourite man growing up So um, And look, he's having a big impact in there He's a bit of a, a big-bodied mid himself So he's one that's had a bit of an impact already And, and one that's going to have a, have a huge say In how they sort of progressed this final series, I reckon What about the Sydney Swans fallout? Uh, they were well, gallant Yeah, they were
0: gallant And they probably had a chance to actually get over mm. the top of them in the end But couldn't get the job done What's the fallout? What are we expecting?
3: Yeah, well, look, I think it probably was not a bad sort of year for them in the end. Considering the amount of injuries they had in that middle part of the year, they showed that look, if they kicked straight, they probably would have beat the Blues or if the game went for another minute or two they probably had them as well. So, I I expect them to sort of rise a a little bit again next year. I reckon if they can get a, a healthy list um, maybe that another year, that forward line, that's probably just one area that probably just let them down a little bit. Marty was solid. Logan McDonald, one of your favourites, uh, was solid. But they probably just need one of them to go to the next level, I reckon, next year to really sort of... Sort of take them into contention again. I'd
0: reckon. Yeah, absolutely. And they well, Brodie Grundy might be the the fix up for uh, up in the ruck as well. Appreciate your time there. Is Jeff Smith, Fox Sports Sydney. Let's go out to Brisbane. Good you, yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah, he always gets the last word, Smithy. Uh, Michael him. Whiting, afl.com.au. He's just come out of the Hugh McCluggage presser. Looked pretty bad, Hugh McCluggage Went down the rooms a couple of times early. Not too sure exactly how he was feeling, but he finished with a bang. Fish, how's he going this morning? Good morning.
4: Hey, hey, fellas, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, had a little hip problem early in the match. Spent a bit of time off the field, but obviously once he came back, he was incredible. Best on ground. I think he got the 10 coaches votes from that first final. Uh, Magnificent performance and really continues some great form from him in the second half. I thought he was pretty average by his high standards in the first half of the season. He's now playing that inside mid role a bit more. I think following um, Will Ashcroft's knee injury, he's got a little bit more stability in terms of his role, and yeah, he's making the most of it. Critical player on Saturday, and, and he will be come prelim final night in uh, a week and a half from now.
2: They uh, were pretty good, fish, uh, no doubt about. It. I think the, the result was what we all expected, but a little bit of news too that Jack Gunston might be uh, available for a prelim. Is he any chance of getting a run?
4: Yeah, he's he's. he's trying to uh, put his hand up. He's had his knee problem for a while now. They think he'll be available, but I don't think they'll go with him. Like They've got a very settled forward mix. We know how dynamic it is. Pretty tempting though, obviously. He's super experienced. It's part of the reason he was brought to the club was for this time of the year, but that forward line's just functioning so well without him. They're, they're so dynamic. Uh, Danaher in particular, and Eric Hipwood as well are going well as the two tall forward targets, and just that those fleet of mid-sized and and smaller forwards, Cameron and uh, Rayner and Bailey and McCarthy, they're so dynamic. I can't really see a spot for Gunston, even if he is fit.
2: As Goss mentioned uh, earlier on this morning, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, that the the Gold Coast uh, Suns have bolstered their coaching staff too with the inclusion of Alex Rance.
4: Yeah, yeah. So they've been uh, they're on a bit of a on a bit of a mission at the moment, aren't they? Sean Sean Grieg as well yesterday. So a little um, certainly a. Uh, Richmond flavour there. We know Sean Griggs has been at, at the catch for a few years, mm. but Dimmer's, uh, Dimmer's assembling the, the old Richmond troops around him and obviously you're going to go with guys that you know and trust and, and respect. So yeah, a little bit of off-field change at the Suns uh, already, And uh, I don't think there'll be much more, but who knows what Tim has got up his sleeve.
0: Yeah, Alex Ransell was last night in the Hall of Fame here in WA, and uh, he's residing on the Gold Coast. And I, I put it to him. I said, oh, is there any chance you could play again? And he said, I won't be playing. He said, but I will have a role uh, down back involved in. I don't know how full-time it would be, but he certainly will be involved. So you might want to chase that up and throw that into the mix somewhere today, Fish. I appreciate your time. And I know you've sort of got a pseudo-week off because the Lions aren't playing, but I know there's plenty going on up there. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Michael Whiting, afl.com.au. Big day today in Melbourne. Oh. Drew Jones is across this. We're going to be a Drew Jones overload and David Zeta and all these other sort of young bucks who are going to be chasing Braden Maynard and Angus Brayshaw all day. How does it play out today? Not the, the, the guilty or not guilty verdict. How does it actually logistically work, the tribunal nowadays? I, I, I'm a long gone since the Neil Busy days
2: when we used to actually go to the tribunal <laughs> and sit in the back yeah, of the room. And he'd look at you and go, play. Uh, Cummings, two weeks. <laughs> Shut up, Neil. Shut up, Neil.
0: Okay. Uh, how does it play out, Jonesy? What, what's the logistics of a tribunal nowadays? Good
5: morning, boys. Yeah, you, you get an email come through and you have to say that you'll be in attendance on the like the Zoom or the Teams event, and then they send you a link and you log in. So at about four o'clock and then you, you're all just listening along and you've got the different screens in front of you. Um, you can't say anything, you can't turn your microphone on, but yeah, you can just sort of tune in and, and listen along. And then um, David's there, just got the headphones on and sort of, he's locked in a cage for
2: about four hours this afternoon. Oh, you'd love to be able to comment, wouldn't you? I'll
0: tell you Jones, what.
2: You'd love to put the mic on and go, are you
0: kidding? I think a lot of <laughs> AFL, it will be one of the most intriguing yep. AFL tribunals of all time. Uh Short version, give us your spin. How do you think it'll play out?
5: So, my view now is the AFL will believe that you can't just commit a football act um, or any act on the football field and there be no ramifications for the results. So, Angus Brayshaw had the ball, so he has the right to be protected. And Braden Maynard tried to smother, but he ends up bumping him in the head and knocking him unconscious. So, For me, that's a a fairly simple result and it'll be a suspension. I understand the Football Act argument. I know, Scotty, you'll probably tee off on it. But to me, it's a bit like the spirit of cricket thing that England were trying to argue during the Ashes. It's easy to, to say it's a Football Act, but you have to take into account
2: the actual rules and the results. Yeah, I, I, I think there's an argument each way here, Jamesy. I certainly won't tee off on anything you say, mate. But um, it's going to be a very interesting. Watch uh, Max Gorn, word out broken toe. Uh, no good when you've got a size sixteen off on you. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, it's a big it's a big bone that's got a break, <laughs> even if it's it is. Toe. I think. It's not going to stop him, and he played a sensational game last Thursday night, um, but he was very light on the training track on Sunday, and then you know, I expect he won't do too much today. Um, knee soreness for Clayton Oliver, again, it's not going to stop him from playing. Uh, the fascination with selection is whether you know Max has got a sore toe, do you consider Brody Grundy? Um, his demeanour at training hasn't been... Tip top, from my point of view, almost as if he's sort of resigned to the fact that he's not going to be playing again this season. But they might need him. So it's a conundrum for Simon Goodwin, who's speaking in about 10 minutes.
2: So we'll Ooh. hear from him on, Ooh, okay. on Ray Shaw and on Grundy, et cetera. Okay. Max Gilwan's broken toe is the size of Phil Matera's femur. So, <laughs> well, you know, interesting enough, a,
0: if any other Ruckman was out and you had Brody Grundy sitting there, you just go, take a spell, Max, take a spell, Ruckman, we've got Brody Grundy. What's going to happen with Brody Grundy?
5: I think you will be the Swans or Port Adelaide, yeah. it's a question of what he thinks is what he thinks is the right fit. Mm. But both of those two teams need a ruck.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's, a weird, he's a weird cat, Brody Grundy, Jonesy. He'll, 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 see, he'll suit Sydney.
0: he straight into Sydney. Yeah, Sydney it is. Hey, Jonesy, no, you've got to go. Big day for you, mate. We really appreciate you taking time to chat to us. Uh, Drew Jones from Fox Sports joining us. So plenty more to get through. Give us a text if you wish to and chat to us and let us know your thoughts. Bedshed, experts in tempers, uh, the temper, mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Don't forget, you can go to bedshedvisit.com.au. Or Fleet to Network, of course, are our naming rights. And uh, Gary Gibson. how did you perform? form on Friday with not me sort of in control, because that's a bit I didn't hear.
2: Yeah, no, he was and strong. He was, he, was strong. He, was, he was strong, yeah. He seemed relaxed. Uh, <laughs> he, he seemed to uh, you know, have the... People were engaged? Yeah, yeah, he was let, let off the leash, and uh, <laughs> off he went. No, he was Outstanding, as usual, with a very cool mindset, you know? Comings and goings is coming up, yep. uh, and then
0: after 7.30, hopefully Hammerbrace, and if not, well, we, we excuse him. Oh,
2: fair enough, too. He's missed a couple of shows before, and we've potted him, but he's got every reason to not be awake. So I thought you did really, really well uh, on Friday. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> there's a butt coming No, there. there's no
0: butt. No, 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 there's no butt. I thought you did exceptionally well. In fact, at one stage I thought, geez, clean and clinical. It's almost like pre-recorded and you were copy and pasting all the bits. <laughs> didn't it didn't appear that hard. Uh, but let me just tell you, GB News, which is Great Britain News, uh, had uh, some breaking news. Uh, and the host, the anchor... Well, he sort of struggled with the whole late change thing. I relish it. You seem to like it on Friday. Have a listen to this on-air disaster. This is GB News and the news anchor. And see if you can make
2: head nor tail what was going on. But first, it's the news headlines. No, it's not. We're going straight to me. This is breaking news. It's fast happening. Because as we just said, um, the the terror man... (laughs) It's all gone wrong. It's here... Chip Chapman, uh, we have him coming up soon on the arrest of the terror suspect. He He escaped from Wandsworth Prison, and he's been apprehended. It's all coming up in GB News. We've got our first guest. Here it is. Police have escaped, have arrested prisoner Daniel Caliph. Beg your pardon, we're getting the autocad in the right place. This story is just happening. Joining me now for the latest is GB News Home Security Editor, Mark White. Are you there, Mark? It's Chip Chapman. We have Chip Chapman, Army um, for the Army Anger, former head of counterterrorism, Major General Chip Chapman. Chip, dramatic breaking news.